you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the NFL Podcast. Doesn't give great fatherly advice. Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room that's filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler and Chris Wessling. What's up, boys? We are back. Hey, Dan. Ow! I feel like it's been, we all were away, and there was a point when you leave work for a certain amount of time where I kind of forgot, like, my sign-on to my computer, yeah. <laughs> kind of it escaped me what I do here. And I was a little nervous to even come back and do this show today because it felt so alien. And I continue to be nervous. I, I definitely needed to go away for a little while. From us. Um, not from you. Like, you know, as you know, we do our podcast, but I also have the Throwback Podcast with my friend Bob. And it got to a point right before vacation where I literally could not stand the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't even hear myself talk anymore. So what did I do? Uh, Daddy went back east and unplugged for a little while. And now I'm back and I'm, I'm feeling good. Like, you know, this isn't a Detroit Lions reporting, you know, Detroit Lions 2017 reporting late scenario. I'm here early for camp and I'm all ready for the season. Let's go. Well, now we now now we're in because there is no more vacation time, and I, it, that that quickly that vanished very fast. But Dan, you didn't you went to the East Coast and you jumped right on Good Morning Football after pounding out a column in a hotel room the night before. I don't. I, I would say please start doing your vacation in a more leisurely better. Fashion. Do the vacation better. I have I have some shout outs, vacation shout outs. But before we get to that, um, Wes, you had something, you know, somewhat important. I think. You uh, got uh, your your tests done, uh, your cancer scans done to see where you at physic- physically in your recovery uh, from uh, cancer. How did that come back? Every three months, I have to get these CAT scans uh, that will say whether cancer has returned, if I've continued to stave it off. You know, just a general look at uh, my body, where the cancer used to be. Everything is in tip-top shape, no sign of disease. Everything good so oh, far. Oh yeah. But God, I sweat. I sweat that with. With anxiety every time now. I just don't want it to ever. I mean, Jim Kelly has. I have all the admiration in the world for him. This is like Mark at the STD clinics in the aughts. It was just like <laughs> sitting there, just sweat pouring down the brow. How is this going to come back? And and what like with Mark? I'd love to well. deny that, but I simply cannot. I don't know where you got that information, but it is very factual. Triple source, baby. Um, yeah, awesome news, uh, obviously, uh, Wes. So keep doing that. Yeah, having those type of doctor visits starting the big C. I feel better now than I did before I was diagnosed with cancer. You also got some color on vacation. We were on the beach every day for about a week. Well, I hope you're using your sunscreen because too much of that is bad for you too, buddy. Well, I learned my lesson in my 20s on sunscreen. 
I mean, I'm so white, I make chalk jealous. So I have to, <laughs> I have to uh, lather up before I go to the beach. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, Mark, do you do you have any vacation uh, activities? Show you talk. You know, I have to give you. I have to give you credit, Mark. You um, obviously have a beautiful family. You have a great family shots, but you do have that ability. And I don't really know too many other people who do that. You do a lot of like solo Mark shots on Instagram, which I really enjoy. Check out Mark Sessler. Uh, and you were a man highly refreshed, it seemed, uh, down by the shore. Well, it was a family reunion, and it was the the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I will, I will keep it real quick to say it was the best vacation I've had since childhood, I think, because it was just super relaxing. A lot of times when you when you go away from work, and I'm constantly checking Roto World, and it's like endless stuff happening. One year I was gone during training camp, and I had this innate guilt because – I could see that Dan was writing like 13 to 14 posts. Really hung me out to dry in that summer terrible. of 14. <laughs> I don't even but this time, about. like nothing happened almost the entire, well, some things, but but very right. little. So I think well, it, was we all, great. it was the perfect week to be gone. Like that was my first shout out because shout out, things got a little more complicated today. And yeah. we'll get to that in the news. But uh, uh, shout out to the NFL news cycle around July 4th where I did. I did the same thing. Just check in, see what's going on. And um, on uh, ESPN.com, for instance, the top headline for like four days was that Eli Manning was uh, auctioning off his Super Bowl 42 <laughs> helmet. I was like, all right, everything's pretty laid back Things right are now, good. it seems. Um, all right, I'm going to share a couple of shout-outs. Sure. Please. A couple more. Shout-outs to Real Bagels. Missed you guys. I mean, come on. They have Real Bagels in Cincinnati? Brugers. Okay. Shout-out shout out to Brugers. <laughs> nice job by you. Shout out to uh, Bruce Springsteen. Now, very cliche, white sports writer like Springsteen. Uh, but I don't claim to be an expert in many things, but uh, I've lived on both sides of the country now for extended time. Two indisputable truths. Tom Petty, another favorite of the old Zeuser, sounds better in California. The boss mm. better when you're in New York, New Jersey. I believe it. And that was a nice reminder, especially. I feel like we got a little sure. taste of the throwback pod right there. A little bit. Shout out to Alaska Airlines. Didn't red flag our family suitcase despite it weighing an astounding 70 pounds. <laughs> Whoa! 20 pounds over the weight Airplane limit. comes crashing to earth. Next time, I'm going to stick Jack in there and see if we can save 400 bucks. Shout out to the England national team. Uh, they had me very plugged into the World Cup during vacation. Uh, and by the way, the World Cup in a crowded sports bar, as we remember from the previous World Cup, uh, even though Wes lost his uh, uh, iPad yeah, his and got tablet, stuck with the bill and stuck with the bill. Uh, one of the great sports experiences is, is in a crowded, plugged in to the game World Cup bar. A lot of fun. Oh, by the way, I watched every one of those World Cup games because there was wow. really nothing else to do. I did, too. And f- to have as many of them do go to ec- the, the extra kicks. I don't know why ha- like overtime needs to be two 15-minute chunks. One feels like it would right. be appropriate, but I'm not going to argue that. It, these <laughs> games were incredible. Yeah. I was killing it last before we went on vacation. The Belgium-Brazil game was phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and shout out to the Parker House, which is the best bar in the Jersey Shore. Shout, uh, shout out to uh, Shawshank Redemption. Speaking of Alaskan Airlines, every time I fly Virgin um, and you have to choose between the movies, always wins the sweepstakes. Uh, and Red and Andy Dufresne, and tell me if you agree or disagree, uh, is now firmly, in my mind, the greatest uh, bromance in cinema history. Move over, Rocky and Apollo. I, I think it's such an authentic uh, documentation, not documentation, but uh, representation of male love uh, between two brothers. I know you would not go Han and Luke there, but I, I think yours is more real life, pulled from real life, and so uh, I Well, not pulled from real life, but... Well, I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a story I, I of earthly saying. prison. I think you're really selling dumb and dumber short here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to the Good Morning Football crew: Kay Adams, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, all very nice to me uh, during my appearance a couple weeks ago when I, I talked about the Jets. Uh, Kay even did because it was in Times Square, uh, and it was a real studio. I mean, this is a nice place. They do in the rog shelled out a, <laughs> this is okay. a, a decent amount of guap to get the podcast studio. This is kind of like the house that Eisen built. Uh, probably wouldn't be here if Rich didn't have a podcast once upon a time, but it's here now. Nice place. But the Good Morning Football's new studios, which they just moved into, is a real television studio. And shout out to Kay, who could pick up on the fact that I was basically petrified walking onto the set to do the hit. And she did the classic... Hey Dan, what's up? You know, gave me a hug and then took me over to the glass and overlooking Times Square. He's like, "Isn't this amazing?" Which was a really nice gesture, but also to me and my effed up head, it was like, "Oh, she knows I'm nervous and she's doing this to try to set me at ease." 
but it was a really <laughs> nice gesture by a, a, a sweet woman. You did a great job. I, I like I, there was a noticeable rating spike on that on that program. <laughs> How quickly were you in Times Square, like downing the Tito's after you were done? I would imagine you just run right out and like look back. On I the got program. on the train. I went back to I was staying with my parents and went down to the shore and cut loose at that point as you as you as you would imagine. Uh, last one. Shout out to the ocean. Once again, <laughs> delivers. Once again, <laughs> delivers and proves itself to be superior in every way to the local swimming pool uh, during the summer months. Uh, the swimming pool, the kids' pool uh, that's run by the town where I was staying in Spring Lake. Uh, I witnessed a, a lifeguard dive in and deal with an accident by a child. And then I, everybody got out. And then I checked in as I was leaving to go to the beach with my family. I said, Hey, how long is this closed when this happens? And you know what the woman that worked there said to me? She said, well, it's the fourth accident we've had in the last 24 hours. So they're going to have to reset the like chemicals before they reopen. So it might take a little longer. I was like, all right, that's it for the pool, kids. <laughs> all ocean. And the I'm, ocean's got a lot more personality, so it was better all the way around. I, I feel like the beach is great. The ocean is a killer. I mean, yeah. don't take the ocean lightly. That can kill you in a lot of different ways. No, it's, it's just much better. And one last thing, shout out to timing, just timing in general. Missing a savage heat wave um, probably saved me in excess of like forty thousand dollars in energy bills. It's still here to some degree, but it is. I heard I never like one fifteen. How hot was it here? I, our house is an ab- does not have air condition and it is an absolute oven. And yeah, there are so ants everywhere. It's a it's a total disaster zone. Uh, all right, so there's the shout outs. All right, a lot to get to today. Uh, we're all excited to be back. And uh, shout out to the listeners too, who I guess you guys said I did not catch the show before. We all went on our break, uh, but we were on a break. But um, apparently you gave the advice to go dig through the archives. Got a ton of tweets of people digging through the archives. And that just shows our, our fans are both crazy and cool. Hey, sometimes you have to watch the old movies. You don't, you don't have to go to the theater and check out the new ones. Yes, that's very true. Uh, today in the news, we're going to talk about um, uh, an issue involving the Bills star running back that we'll be tracking in the league, and uh, the country is going to be tracking closely. Uh, also, uh, some retirements, some suspensions, and a uh, an unfortunate TSA incident. And then, because we haven't done it in a while, we're going to open up the mailbag. Because we missed you listeners so much, uh, and because you missed us, as, as we know from our Twitter feeds, uh, let's let's connect. Reconnect. Let's have a conversation on podcasts. Uh, Lindsay, how are you? Great. That's great. Great. Uh, little little hot out. You know, I'm not still not over this heat wave. Like you guys were saying, your house is an oven. My dog's like, ooh, he's not he's not having this. No air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't have AC either. No, I live on the marina, so I got a nice ocean breeze, but it's not doing it right now. It would I totally think- suck to be covered in fur. Over yeah. the last couple of days. Oh, I think people outside of Los Angeles would have no idea that most people in Los Angeles do not have air conditioners. Good point. Chris. You only need them about two or three weeks a year, but when you need them, it's miserable. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I, w- I went to buy like a portable air conditioner. They're sold out, sold out of fans. Can't even buy a fan, Bed Bath & Beyond. Got to sit mm. in a cold bath. That's yeah, it's do. an L.A. lesson, and you're new to the city still. Uh, you don't, like Wes said, don't need it often, but you got to be ready when it happens. I went to Home Depot over the weekend, completely out of air conditioners. I went to a grocery store, completely out of ice. <laughs> this is, I mean, the, the whole city is dealing with this. All right. So, but we're here. That just shows we're grinders. Always. grinders. Let's do some news. Can you just be nice when they come in? I'm going to be neutral. Okay, fine. Well, just don't be rude. Oh, yes. We'll also get to the new uh, Jay Cutler reality series. And it's not Kristen Cavallari. This is no. Jay Cutler show on E. I will get to that. But we'll start first with uh, some serious allegations involving Bills running back LaShawn McCoy, um, a, a friend of a McCoy ex-girlfriend or girlfriend, not exactly clear on the, the nature of the relationship, uh, posted fo- a photo on Instagram of her friend bruised and battered uh, along with allegations that McCoy was responsible for the injuries sustained by the woman. Um, McCoy quickly, once it started gaining serious uh, traction uh, and going viral uh, on the Internet, got on uh, his Instagram handle and um, adamantly denied all the accusations, uh, said he was not even near where the incident took place. 
in Georgia, and uh, he was he's been training in Florida. Uh, the Bills have been in contact with McCoy on this. The NFL is looking into the matter, uh, but this is obviously a situation to track very closely here uh, because the nature uh, of the attack and Milton, Georgia police um, released a statement on some particulars uh, surrounding the issue. Uh, respond, it was a home invasion. Uh, two women were at the house. Uh, one was physically assaulted by a lone intruder. The other woman suffered minor injuries. Um, so uh, McCoy was implicated by a friend of the woman, but we do not uh, know anything else at this time. So we're going to have more on this, obviously, in the next couple of days. But as of right now, we can only tell you what has come out from the police and what McCoy has added. So there you go. That's what's going on with LaShawn McCoy. In other news, the NFL Players Association has filed a grievance um, against the league's new national anthem policy in a statement. Uh, the NFLPA said the NFL agreed to hold discussions in hopes of finding a mutual solution to the issue. Here's the statement or part of the statement. Our union filed its non-injury grievance today on behalf of all players challenging the NFL's recently imposed anthem policy. The union's claim is that this new policy imposed by the NFL's governing body without consult consultation uh, uh, with the NFLPA is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement and infringes on player rights. Uh, Wes, this is a situation uh, I think when this came out and this dropped like a ton of bricks, as we all know, when the NFL announced the new rule, uh, the thing that jumped out to me initially was how are these two parties not locked in, are, are not in lockstep, and this, uh, uh, this situation, this grievance uh, plays into that fact. It's interesting because when I was in Florida last week, you know, speaking to family members who are sports fans but not diehard NFL fans who keep up with the news, in almost every conversation I had started with, well, you have to check the CBA. You have to check the collective bargaining agreement. It's not always as simple as we should do this or we should do that. It all stems from the collective bargaining agreement, and I think it will be interesting to see how the NFLPA's case here works with that CBA. I'm not surprised that we get something from the NFLPA, and it's not. It, there's a history of the NFL and the NFLPA not being in lockstep but the, the but the silver lining here is that th this agreement to work together before it goes to litigation because the last time the NFL and the NFLPA clashed it was an it was an absolute nightmare and this is a issue that has divided the country and you got to try to find a way to be a unified front on, on in some form and the players the players cannot go into the season feeling like their voices are not heard um and just in case you were not aware the this is all of course uh, tied into uh, what happened in May when Roger Goodell announced the league would enact a, a national anthem policy that requires players and league personnel on the sideline to stand but gives them the option to remain in the locker room if they don't want to stand. So uh, this is not a story that's going away. We've talked about this. This is going to only heat up as the season approaches and arrives. So we will continue to follow this story as well. Moving on, uh, there is officially a new owner of the Carolina Panthers, his name is David Tepper. He's the dude that asked Ian Rappaport about his hair color. Uh, so that was fun. And uh, he took um, uh, he had an interview or had a press conference in which he said that with great power comes great responsibility, which was quoting what movie? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Very well. Very I don't well know how done. I knew that. Job, I thought that was Wes. the president who said that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's been used in uh, multiple formats. I don't think Spider-Man can just rip off JFK. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Tepper takes over for Jerry Richardson, the founding owner uh, who uh, left the team um, after allegations of uh, misconduct uh, while uh, serving as the owner of Carolina, uh, the Carolina Panthers. And there is that giant statue. I did not even think of this. A couple of years ago, a insanely huge detailed statue of Jerry Richardson uh, holding, I believe, a football out and then a huge-ass panther growling next to him. Um, given the nature of how Richardson left the team, uh, what happens to that statue? Well, guess what? Tepper, contractually obligated to keep Richardson's statue in place, according to Rap Sheet, a source says it was included in the contract terms presented to all the bidders by the seller's lawyer, 
Um, so sounded like a non-negotiable situation. Well, he he did a great job. It was about a 25-minute-long press conference, and David Tepper took a lot of different types of questions because a lot of it was, what will the new culture of the Panthers be? And I thought he answered those questions one after the next about as well as you could expect. He was comfortable in his own skin. And this was the last question. And someone said, is this statue going to stay up? And if you want to put a bow on everything he had said, you'd like to say, no, it's not, because that's not what the Panthers are about anymore. And you could tell he was stuck. He started the answer. He said, um, well, I'm contractually obligated Yeah, he did. I mean, it was, it was an awkward way to end it. And it probably completely sideswiped everything else he said, because it was the headline coming out of it. But I just don't understand. Like, it's just sometimes with the NFL – how do you get out of your own way at some point? How is this How is this in a contract? Well, yeah, this comes from his lawyers. And it, it could backfire because if you study history, the purpose of monuments or statues is to keep a memory alive, often through propaganda. And in this case, the idea is keep the memory of, of him bringing football to the Carolinas. Instead, it's going to be when people walk by that statue, a memory of what he did that made him forfeit his franchise. It's with people that, yeah. that are still in that organization that we don't know who, but maybe some of them affected by it, have to go to work and see that. I mean, I just, I just think it's like, come on. I mean, Joe Paterno statue, that was a major situation at Penn State. I believe that came down, as, yes. as I recall. Uh, yeah, it's hard to separate the start of the tenure and the finish, obviously, but uh, it sounds like the Richardson statue will remain uh, up. And moving on, Cam Chancellor the former uh, Pro Bowl safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he's going to stay – well, I shouldn't say he's officially a former uh, Seattle safety, but it looks like that's what's going to happen here because um, he had – Chancellor said that the tests on his injured neck, it's just not progressing the way that everyone hoped they would progress. So it looks like a situation where Chancellor's NFL career uh, will come to an end. It will end – uh, Wes, a career that after being a fifth round pick, this was the golden age of front office brilliance uh, uh, for really any team in recent history, how great the Seahawks drafted in their rise to one of the power early, the powerhouses of this early decade. Uh, but he was a big hit, fifth round pick in 2010. Great safety, great player. What made Chancellor so great, Wes? I think most people, when they think of Cam Chancellor, think of a physical tone setter for one of the best defenses we've ever seen. And when you think about that team, one of the perks of our job is going to the Super Bowl and being around these players and coaches. Uh, one of the most impressive, mentally tough teams of the 21st century with huge personalities, Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, even Russell Wilson, uh, Earl Thomas, and Cam Chancellor is the unquestioned alpha dog leader of that group, and they just look to him for inspiration, for tone setting, to be that lead dog and I think he was the unquestioned guy there. And I, I feel like we've seen a lot of things come and go during this podcast. For anyone that want, wants to go back and really backload it to the beginning, I mean, that was when the Legion of Boom was rising to power and it was one of the first truly magnificent defenses that we covered as a group. And you look at that group now because there's still whispers, and they and that's one thing that did gain a little traction while we were gone, was that Earl Thomas to Dallas is still in play. It's still something that could happen. It does not look like he's going to get a long-term deal. So the Legion of Boom right now includes Bradley McDougald at safety, Oof. a latter-day Byron Maxwell, who is not the Byron Maxwell of old, at cornerback, along with Shaq Griffin and Justin Coleman. That's your Legion of Boom today if neither of those safeties return. I've got a, an assignment coming up. Uh, thinnest and deepest position groups, and I was shocked to be looking over this and thinking if Earl Thomas goes to the Cowboys – the Seahawks secondary is one of the thinnest position groups in the NFL. Hmm, that's amazing. And, uh, Mark, I know you've been cranking through your Team X will make the playoffs series, which you and Rank have done really nice yeoman's work there. Uh, if you're looking for a new <laughs> series uh, to write on as we approach minicamp, uh, Wes gave me the idea if you did just an ongoing series, thinnest players. <laughs> thinnest that's, players. I like that. Tavon Austin. I like that. It's really trim men. It's. Uh, I think it would have as much substance to, to some degree as some of these playoff teams I tried to tout <laughs> to the public. I am really looking forward to it. It was confirmed before we began taping today. Who will write the Patriots? Because it's one for every team. The Patriots will make the playoffs. Mark has pulled that 
I pulled out long assignment. straw. Yeah, not the short straw, the long straw. <laughs> so I look forward to reading. It's every the word. last one, and it's a. Uh, hopefully, I go out on a winner with that one. This is still going on. It has been going on <laughs> for so long. It's been invading my social media feed, <laughs> our Yours. work inbox. Try yeah. being on my Twitter handle. <laughs> it is damage. an absolute nightmare. And you're on you're on vacation. <laughs> you're ha- trying to like make breakfast for your children in a nice little cottage by the sea. And I'm getting sandblasted by people telling me, no, Seattle will not make the playoffs. No, the Browns will not. I get it, guys. I get it. Okay, it's an assignment. Sometimes, <laughs> especially during this time of year, if you are one of those people trolling Mark, Sometimes you just got to grind, and you got to knock gotta out grind. a series that features editor Ali Bunpuri. Congratulations on your wedding, pal. He <laughs> assigns these things out. He offered it he, to me. I, grind. I, I cannot blame him. Rise and grind. It's grind 30. Get to work. It's grind 30. That was my wedding. This is my wedding gift, too, Ali. <laughs> Very happy for you. Uh, I got a bad um, ticking kind bomb for you guys. Oh, kind bomb. Yeah, it's not the good kind. The Cardinals general manager, as you probably heard, his 4th of July was spent in part in a jail cell after he was arrested on suspicion of drunken driving in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, the police report, and this we got some more details uh, today. Um, according to the police report, Kime told the arresting officer or officers he was the team's director of security, not the general manager. Uh, this uh, comes after he was pulled over. And in the report, they could smell a, quote, strong odor of an alcoholic beverage. Kimes' eyes were bloodshot and watery. He spoke with a slight slur. He declined to take any field sobriety test, citing a, uh, a bad uh, a knee issue. Uh, so anyway, this is not going over well. Uh, as you would imagine, the general manager of a team uh, getting into trouble with the law during a time where all the teams hold their breath and, and preach to their players, don't do anything stupid during the uh, vacation, NFL vacation. So um, ownership has already said this is not going to go without punishment. So Kime, who just signed an extension in, and in general has done a nice job there, this is not a good mark on his resume. Well, and his old, his uh, great friend Bruce Arians was the guy that used to say before vacations and before bye weeks, don't be that guy. Don't come back here and be that guy. And, and suddenly you are. And I, I, you wonder because when, the, when it happens to players, they get put into substance abuse protocol. And that can happen with executives too. The Broncos, Tom Heckert, and another guy, Matt Russell, who got banged for alcohol-related stuff back in, I think, 2013. They were suspended. The Cardinals have to figure out what to do. This is a general manager. If you suspend a general manager, that is impactful this time of year when you're team building and making cuts and additions. Yeah, if he's suspended for games, it's not that big of a no. deal. Because that's, that's the coach's time of year and not the general manager's time of year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You ready for some suspension stuff? Just a whole mess of suspension. We have not. Yeah, this is our first show. This is the longest stretch we've ever gone without an episode because it went, what, from Friday? Well, other than from like the late 70s to 2013, that was a a stretch. No, we were doing shows. We were all doing shows. Okay. You were at the beach. (laughs) You were at the beach. Um, No, uh, we have to catch up on some suspensions. Start Julian Edelman of the Patriots. I think uh, over on the throne of sleeves, some people thought that he might have a trick up his sleeve uh, and had a way out of his four-game ban. Wait, well, just because it's the Patriots, yeah. there's a trick up the sleeve? Some people being <laughs> Dan, your host. Yes. Uh, and uh, his appeal was denied. <laughs> what? <laughs> you totally know that Dan cracked open a fresh beer when that announcement came down the tunnel. Uh, so he will miss the first four games of the season. Uh, against the Texans, Jaguars, Lions, and Dolphins. Of course, not against the Jets, but that's just life. Uh, but he will be able to take part in training camp and all the Pats preseason games. Also suspended. Get ready. It's running back Aaron Jones. Two games for violating the Leeds substance abuse policy. Also, <laughs> Rams guard. Hamon Brown. Jamon. Jamon. Some very Michael Jackson. <laughs> first name. Hamon. Uh, he was suspended <laughs> for violating the league's substance abuse policy, uh, and uh, uh, he can return week three against the Chargers. And uh, guess what? Reuben Foster. You all know Reuben Foster's situation. Uh, he was suspended by the uh, – He cannot get out of the news. Two games for violating the league's conduct and substance abuse policies. Of course, Foster avoided a much bigger legal mess 
uh, following uh, multiple offseason incidents, uh, but uh, he still got hammered by the league a couple of games he's out. I would like to see a day when marijuana offenses are punished by a slap on the wrist compared to more serious offenses that affect the lives of other human beings. But again, until we get a new collective bargaining agreement, that is probably not going to happen. Are you saying, Wes, that a DUI incident, for instance, should be treated with heavier and stronger consequences than smoking a little sticky icky? I was thinking something that actually does affect other people's lives as in physical assault, okay. whereas a DUI theoretically impacts other people's lives. Well, and DUI isn't being legalized across the country at a rapid pace. Right. I mean, it's just, again, the league is just out of sync with society. I, if you do a winners and losers column here, the winner in New England is none other potentially than Kenny Britt, who slides into what could be a third receiver role for that team. Well, I... I mean, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Patriots have plenty of options at slot receiver. And they have like four <laughs> running backs that can catch the ball too. I mean, please. I also don't want to come off as a, a stand for the league, Mark, but do you really want to be in step with society right now? That's a fair about point. That. What, I do when that? society is legalizing marijuana. Not all aspects of society, some aspects. Why don't you chew on that bone? <laughs> uh, here's a really terrible story. Uh, it's not funny, but it is like one of those Wow, life is pretty messed up sometimes. Uh, Giants defensive lineman A.J. Francis uh, went on t- uh, Twitter and, and got upset, and he has a good reason to be because um, his mother um, passed away at just 46 years old, uh, and uh, when Francis uh, went to take a flight with his mother's remains, his ashes, uh, a TSA agent went through a suitcase left open the urn carrying his mother's ashes and then they they spilled and uh and he tweeted hey you pieces of at tsa next time you feel the need to go through my mother's ashes for no reason make sure you close it back so her remains aren't spilled on all of my clothes the last you pieces of garbage can do is your job and you're gonna have to hit some uh, bleeps on that one but as a newsman Lindsay, i had to report that so that is crazy if you are checking a bag and it's going in a different compartment than the cabin, why must people go through your bag? What of what harm? I mean, what's in your bag that could harm people if it's in a totally different compartment of the plane that you don't have access? I mean, I suppose you could come up with some things that would be harmful to an airplane if they were timed to go off at a certain point in flight. But, okay. But in general, like the, the it, it is the response from TSA that I found ridiculous too. It, it was a tweet back, I guess, that simply said, under no circumstances should the container with the ashes have been opened. That's it. I'm sorry. Like, uh, number one, who are annoying Who are annoying people on Twitter? Typically sports writers, but everyone that complains about every airplane they're on. We get it. Your airplane was delayed. X, Y, and Z happened. You're in, it's an annoying group. We all deal with the airline stuff. This is a different category of offense. And when your response is this cold, I, I find it like... Could you possibly have gotten a human being to connect with this guy? The one thing that sticks out in my head, though, is that I would have taken it on the airplane with me. Yeah, you don't check. Something you like this. That but that's, you know what? Who knows? Your The family is going through so much. Who knows what was going through the mind or how secure you thought it was. But come on, airlines. Do you know why running an airline has to be one of the most, one of the most difficult jobs on the planet? Because every airline is constantly apologizing for things. Endlessly. I mean, I just... Be better, airlines. It's a hard... Yeah, airlines are not doing a good job, but it can't be an easy job to do. Not a good story. Um, all right, and this this item uh, comes uh, from the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, a missive from the Chargers. I'll read it. The Los Angeles Chargers announced today the additions of Pro Football Hall of Fame running back and Chargers legend LaDainian Tomlinson, NFL Network... Expert analyst Daniel Jeremiah and award-winning what? sports anchor nope. Mario Salas to the team's 2018 preseason television, English-language radio, and Spanish-language radio broadcast teams, respectively. Uh, I missed one of those names in there. Daniel Jeremiah? Daniel Jeremiah? Our buddy? Move the sticks? Maybe. DJ? He is going to team with Matt Money Smith. Chargers win! Uh, to call games, uh, which is sounds good. Sounds like a good team. Dream team. Hey, we knew about sounds this like at the team. media summit. Yeah, we we, we kept a lid on it 
despite right. the fact that I think this is a cool pairing. And, you know, Matt Money Smith took a shot at our parental advice at the top, but I'm going to stay professional and say I think he does a great job. That's and also just a piece of paper put in front of him. It's not like he's. I don't need to know the particulars. He, yeah. he allowed it to come out of his mouth. But, you know, typically what they do is they take the play by play guy, and most of them have a similar sort of career arc, and then they just stick you with X player from the team. And that's fine. I like this move. It's a little different. It says we're going to get the best analysts we can find. These guys know each other. And he is an ex. Daniel Jeremiah played at Appalachian State. He's I mean, quarterback. So he's almost overqualified for this position. And I think a lot of these guys, if you don't know, he knows the, the college game. He knows so, he'll know so much back. It's a great pairing. And I think Absolutely. that like. They, they uh, apparently they're going to hire only people from NFL Network. It sounds like, but but re- regardless, they picked the right team. So. I think our radio calls are going to be dominated by DJ and Money this year. Great, uh, Jeremiah. By the way, also DJ got um, top billing in the Chargers tweet. He got the photo billing over Tomlinson. Hmm. Which, you know, surprised me a little bit. Probably uh, he probably demanded it in his contract. Is <laughs> that that feels so? like a Daniel uh, lever pull? But uh, you know. <laughs> Despite, despite uh, you know, despite all that, you know, uh, Dan- Daniel's very talented, and um, he's uh, built built a career the right way. And uh, it's tough for you. He deserves it. I like that. Along with so Matt, anyway, that's the news. There. I, any guy that you know, by the time you're not just you're satisfied with one job, you have multiple streams of income coming in. Uh, let's check in. So congratulations. Well, I wish we could do that. Let's no, check in no. with the new best show on television. Very Cavalier, or should we say <laughs> Very Cutler. The best show on television. Uh, that premiered on Monday on E! Uh, the show ostensibly is about Kristen Cavallari, the former MTV reality star, as she launches her new clothing brand or lifestyle brand. What is it? Everything James or something like that? Uncommon James. Uncommon James. I have been in that store. And it's a <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> God, being engaged, that's a tough time. Um, and it's about uh, Miss Cavallari uh, just kind of being a young businesswoman on the rise in the industry. Uh, but really, what this show is really about is Jay Cutler, uh, who is the unemployed husband of Kristen Cavallari. And I think there are a lot of curious football fans that maybe wouldn't usually watch the premiere of a E! Entertainment Network reality series, but Cutler drew them in, and Mr. Cutler did not disappoint. Uh, let's. Can we just hear the news drop again, or what we used at the news can drop? Can you just be nice when they come in? I'm going to be neutral. Okay, fine. Well, just don't be rude. So that was in, this is how it, is how his, <laughs> this is his entrance, his grand entrance to reality television. Uh, Kristen's uh, employees basically coming to the house, and he blows them off, and then after they leave the house, uh, Kristen has this to say to Jay. <clears throat> no high from you. What? No high from you. Like give him more buys and highs. I know, but God, <laughs> so awkward. I felt pretty comfortable. Oh, I know you did. Uh, mm, you can tell she likes him. Yeah, she really lot. likes him. And Jay is very on brand in this. And, and I, that was my big takeaway. My other takeaway was that, uh, um, as much as we all have fun with Jay Cutler being a guy that's like kind of unlikable and, uh, I couldn't, I, and I was watching it with my wife. I was like, this is probably what I would be like on a reality show if I was in a similar position to him. Doesn't care, uh, com- completely unplugged, but still like his wife likes him and they have a nice dynamic ultimately. So I'm kind of team J so far, episode one. What do you do when you're in this relationship and your wife, who you adore and love, has decided to hire people based on just the fact that they're cute? Not that they're qualified. They're just cute girls, so I'll hire them. And you've got wait, this. Wait a second. Let me just jump in there. We don't know that they're not. They're we know that qualified. We know people. that the ginger social media person does not like to work at all, and that she plays a stinky Davis throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that she also said this quote: "I don't even look Jay in the eye anymore because I'm honestly afraid he's going to steal my soul." and <laughs> <laughs> likes that too i i think uh the idea of just wes having to watch this show just makes me very happy i Le- lakeisha must really enjoy watching it. lakeisha was looking so forward to it and i think I, I 
I didn't ruin it, but I, she knew I had the potential to ruin it for her when she asked me to come in and watch. I said, I have to watch it for, for the podcast. I was in your shoes because back when I was first dating Simone and she had a right. female roommate and I'd go over to that apartment in another part of LA and they would watch The Hills on repeat. And like the problem with The Hills, among other problems, was that there was no dissenting voice within the show structure. There was, again, girls doing these internships, like these guys who I found quite hideous. Jay Cutler, like if he sees something that we would find somewhat absurd, he's just right there calling them out. He puts parking cones out on the driveway because <laughs> oh, he doesn't beautiful. want them. He's walking around with elk meat in a cooler. I mean, he's just he. It all feels perfect. natural. Like when you watch enough re- reality television, you start to pick up what's clearly a setup from the producers, and they're going along with it. Right. I completely. Uh, believe Jay Cutler with literally nothing else to do at this point in his life as a unemployed former quarterback uh, took those cones out to teach this woman a lesson for parking on his grass. I think Jay's I think Jay just likes eating elk. He likes eating wild animals. And he's, he's got not nothing better a, to do. He's right. not putting on a show. And I, the other thing is everyone last season talked about Tony Romo taking that broadcasting job and blowing up the way he did. And it might have been a tough spot for Cutler. I think Cutler would be a great announcer, though. I really do. But we, don't, don't we, so. we just don't know. This is something. Somehow he found a second career where Jay Cutler was the guy you love to hate. Right. Almost sort of a Roddy, Roddy Piper like. He is now he's I, basically subverting it all. Right. And he's saying, I'm going that guy that you always painted me to be. Maybe that was me. Maybe it wasn't. But that's the character I'm playing or that's who I'm going to be. In and here it now. fits. Yeah. And it works perfectly. I, my guarantee is because I fast forwarded through all the other stuff, the singer songwriter plot, which I've seen in enough reality shows. Uh, that <laughs> you fast forward through all I fast forward anything not color related. And so I can't really speak to the whole episode. You might have missed some good lines. Maybe I did. But I just want to say that my prediction which is an unfair prediction because I just admit I didn't really watch it, was as the show progresses, the Cutler-Cavallari stuff will become the folk, focal point of the show if it survives. Well, they yeah. see what's I, getting heat. I, I would you disagree. disagree with you. I think there's an, they've already created enough drama between these girls who are trying to be cute and dramatic, <laughs> and they're all back. I love you watching this one. Oh, there's there's two that – one's already backstabbing the boss girl. I mean, there's, there's a dynamic there that they're going to play up, you know. But you know that Smoking Jay Cutler was a perfect nickname. We had no idea, yes. like you said, that that was his personality. We were also treated to Kristen Cavallari's nickname for Jay Cutler, which is Lay Miz. Yes. Because when she tells him, oh, yeah, Uncommon James is going to move out of the house. We've got this business. We're going to move there. <laughs> she expects him to be so excited. And he's not excited at all. She's Ever. like, this is why I nicknamed you Lay Miz. He's never excited. And I did one thing I really enjoyed was as I'm watching it, I remarked to Emily, I was like, you know, it's you know, it's pretty clear. It seems like she's without saying it, she's it's already on her radar that Jay is just lounging around, not doing anything. And clearly, right. uh, Cavallari <laughs> is somebody that's a driven person looking to to build like a real career and empire. Potentially, is what her goal is, and it's on her radar that Jay uh, is not looking to do anything. And then it just makes it expressly clear at the very end of the episode. They go out to, on a dinner date, and she's like, "Jay, you got to do some work, bro." You can't just lay around the house all day. Well, that said, has he not brought money to the arrangement? I mean, he's brought – what did he make last year? I mean, he's brought yeah. in his – here's the thing. Let me ask you this. You're married, Dan. Would you be allowed if Emily's friends came over and, you know, pranced through the house doing something like this to simply sit on the couch and ignore them and be a total, a total like, buzzkill to them? do it. You can't do it. That's part of being married. You got to kind of play ball. That's why I think he has a spe- he has a power that few husbands could ever, ever claim to have. I mean, he's yeah. just doing his own Let thing. Let me – let me ask you guys this as veterans in the husband yeah. game. Is there a hierarchy of friends that she has? Like some that, you know, she doesn't really like that much. You can kind of ignore them. But the ones that she really likes, you can't ignore them. I think you got to put up the front. You got to put up the front no matter who walks through the door. I mean, really? in my arrangement. They can't ignore I can't, anyone. I, I general. Not, yeah. I mean, in general, it's a human. I mean, it's a sociopathic thing to do to just sit there as people like mill by you and, and have – Awkwardly, they're afraid to even look you in the eyes. I mean, shout out to Jay, though. He don't care. Smoking Jay. I don't know. And by the way, Jay Cutler, this is what he had to say when, during that dinner conversation about his future and what, what he's looking to do. Of course, he was going to go into broadcasting before he signed with the Dolphins. Now he's got nothing lined up except for dropping off his kids at school. Here's what Jay had to say. I don't think that you would be happy doing what you're doing for the rest of your life. So have you thought about when you do get bored, what you're going to do? Yeah, no. The music. Okay, well, maybe you should. I'm not really looking to do a lot of work right now. I'm looking to do the exact opposite of that. God bless that man. 
Oh, we got a mid-roll read. Here we go. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Solo New York is one of the biggest brands in the country in the bag game. B-A-G. They started in 2008 with a commitment to shake up the boring industry and make cool, thoughtfully designed bags to keep everyone moving in style. And uh, we, we, Wes, you and I, we were, we were given solo bags, Mark, not so much. One of the unforeseen perks of our job is that we get free bags. You, all the time. you do. Yeah. I give them away. I'm not giving this one away. I no, like you're keeping it. the solo. I like it. Why did the two of you get bags and Greg and I are, are not in the equation? Yours are en route. Why did you get them first? I think they just did some kind of duck, duck, goose thing and we won. Who's they? Wes is being much Shadowy more diplomatic. I would, I would invite you to just connect the dots. I've been back here for two days, and I am irritated already with what I see happening around us. Solo's New York, Solo New York's designs are all uniquely inspired by the streets of New York. I was back in New York. Uh, same, remember when we, Mark when we went during the um, before the draft, probably about five years ago, the Manziel draft. Yeah, and we went down to that bar in the West Village, and it was a beautiful spring day, and it was just like so great to be in New York. I got the same feeling when I got to. I got off the subway, and I was going uh, into the city for the good morning football appearance. New York, what a city. Nothing will touch it, especially when you're wearing this backpack, apparently. And that's why Solo is, uh, you know, they're tapping into that New York spirit. There's a bag for anyone and everyone, from backpacks, duffels, tablet cases, briefcases, totes, and more. The Varsity Elite backpack is an ultra-lightweight. Is that what we got, Wes? Large backpack with a padded back and a padded straps for added comfort with separate shoe. It's a shoe bag, baby. And laundry compartment, internal organizer, and padded laptop compartment. Important. The Varsity Elite backpack is built for all day, everyday use. Um, Head to solo dash ny.com slash around to shop for from hundreds of designs and get 25% off your order. Again, that's solo dash ny.com slash around for 25% off. That's a nice discount. Sometimes we do these ad reads and they insult our listeners with meager discounts. That's a quarter. 25 is legit. It's pretty nice. Anyway, uh, let's hit the mailbag. Been a while since we hit the mailbag. I was hoping to do it uh, while Greg was here because last time we hit the mailbag, he got on one of his uh, jags where he starts uh, going anarchist on a segment. And he's like, oh, we don't need to do the mailbag anymore. It's like, no, we'll always do the mailbag because it connects us. I'm just trying to get airtime here. <laughs> there he is. Greg chimes in. Uh, it connects us to our listeners. So we uh, sent out a prompt this morning. Uh, so let's go through it. We'll start with Stuart Day. At Stuart Day. Uh, he's a West Ham fan. West Ham. So there you go. Uh, do you feel the Redskins could make the playoffs this season under Alex Smith? I don't feel like, gentlemen, that there's been a lot of like chatter around the Redskins. And it's probably because Alex Smith, nobody ever wants to talk about Alex Smith. But that man is coming off a fine season, still in his prime. Redskins, can they make hay in the NFC? I wrote an article saying that they that they would. They so will make the play. I, I think so. This is it's been weird to see Greg's turnaround. The Redskins famously are his least favorite team, yet he has spent the he spent the offseason talking them up and believing that Alex Smith will take them back. To me, it's will you be healthy or not? Because they were decimated by injuries last year. Probably would have made the playoffs if they stayed healthy. I think it's like there's a lot of potential. A couple seasons ago. I thought the Redskins were one of the more interesting offenses in the entire league when they were good, and they could do everything well when they wanted to, but it was inconsistent. The defense has been up and down, obviously. I think it matters how that division rolls out. If the Eagles are the Eagles again, there's only so many spots. The Giants probably are going to be the kind of team that can steal a game from the Redskins. They can split, and we don't know what Dallas will be. And if the Dallas does its flip-flop where they go 11-5 and five or something, there's not enough room in that division to produce three playoff teams. One thing Dallas has that the Redskins want is an identity. They have the running game and offensive line that they hang their hat on. What do the Redskins hang their hat on? Moving on. Next question comes from Paul Harris II. What coach would you put as the Andy Dalton of the Dalton scale? I can't remember if we had this conversation. Marvin Lewis. Uh, is Marvin right there? Is he the guy? Yeah. So if you have Marvin. There's a reason why he stayed for 17 years. Well, he- Marvin Lewis is an idiot. 
But you don't you don't stay for 17 years if you're an idiot. He's no, right it's, there. He he stayed for 17 years because the organization can't do better. And that's why you're at that line. I think the line that person sticks around when they're at that line. Who's knocking on the door? To Marvin? Yeah. As like the uh, as the uh, prime meridian. That's a tough question. I mean, you guys think on that, right? Let's <laughs> get back to me. <laughs> Josh Ellis uh, has this. <laughs> Jay Cutler is obviously going to be a reality TV star. We all agree, as you probably can tell. If you had to pick one currently playing, not necessarily starting QB in the NFL to also have their own reality TV show, who would it be? Reality TV show for a current right. quarterback. You get the full experience of this. Of I'll this throw player. it out. Blake Bortles, uh, a man under siege. Uh, but also a guy that seems like he's got a little stuff popping behind the scenes, likes to have a good time. Uh, used to, uh, says he doesn't anymore, but hit up the Jacksonville bar scene. You know, guys are trying to steal his wallet from his pickup truck. Why isn't his wallet in his, in his pocket? You're a quarterback. Got to be sharper than that. A lot going on with Blake Bortles. I'd like to see what's just going on with Blake. I would not mind um, Big Ben. I think he's really? – I just think he might be interesting, but – I. If you wanted to do the full thing, you're going to get the full family and all the madness going around the person. Philip Rivers has, what, nine children or something? I wouldn't mind Philip Rivers either. He's so squeaky either. clean, though. It's like he's just like a good Christian man with 40 kids. I, I, isn't there a TLC show that's going to cover that? You're going up and down this list because then you can, what, you can go Cam Newton. I don't want to see Cam Newton on a reality show. My, is this specifically starting quarterbacks? Because my, uh, oh no, it does not have to be a starting quarterback. My list would be dominated by rookies with Josh Rosen first and Baker Mayfield second. I mean, Mayfield has had a reality show, and it was pretty engaging. How about Aaron Rodgers? I'd like to know more about Aaron Rodgers. All right, moving. I feel like I know the appropriate <laughs> amount about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, moving on, this is from James Cummins. At JC. Hello, James. ITFC 79. Uh, pick one team that will not make the playoffs this season. Very hard for you, Mark, because you predicted that all 30. Yeah, I'm out. I can't, I can't participate with any integrity. Uh, let me just modify this a little bit. Uh, pick one 2017 playoff team that you feel confident will not be back. I mean, this is too easy. It is too easy. Which it's one? the Bills. Yeah. Okay, and take the Bills out of it. That is too easy. Hmm, let's see. Saints, Panthers, Falcons. I think maybe, maybe the Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings, Rams. That's the NFC. Patriots, Bills, Jaguars, Titans, Steelers, Titans, Steelers, Chiefs. Chiefs, that's it. You can tell we did our homework heading into this show. All right. I agree with Mark. The Chiefs would be my choice. I mean, Titans are Titans are a candidate. I think the Titans got stronger. I, I like what the Titans are doing, but the Chiefs would be – I don't trust the Chiefs' defense. Dan, you going Patriots? <laughs> the West is kind of strong, too. I mean, I, I think the Chargers are the clear best roster in that division. Yeah, I have to see on the Chiefs. I don't like – you know, the defense still is not uh, something that gets me excited, and like we've said already, who knows? You know you're getting more exciting play out of your quarterback, but you're also going to get more turnovers out of your quarterback. Uh, let's see. Moving on. This one from Miguel Espino. Uh, who do you guys have winning the World Cup? France, Belgium. They were eliminated today. So France, England, or Croatia. Uh, is this? Uh, are we doing a team of ATL? You want to pick a team of ATL for the rest of the World Cup? I mean, where do we have the biggest chunk of listeners from? England, without question. Absolutely. Where are we hoping to visit this season again? England. And I know I kind of walked sending into, us to France. Kind of walked in, in into a little bit of a sniper fire. I had a few drinks at the Parker House in, in uh, Seagirt, <laughs> and um, and and I was watching England in the World Cup, and I got excited, and I sent out a tweet that I was rooting for England, and uh, got a lot of listeners. Apparently, England is kind of. A divisive team. A lot of people just hate the idea of England succeeding and not being this team that always steps on the rake, as they have been in the last 20 years or so in this in this tournament. Um, but I believe we study the data. Okay, uh, don't, do we have some type of uh, was there a data related data related? Uh, we had that uh, conversation. 
the pronunciation? No, not data oh. data, oh. but in general, something related to the NFL Talent Summit. Uh, some corpo speak related to data. There was a data one, yes. Mm. Let okay. me see All if right. I can. Wes, get back to me on that. I, d- I did some data uh, digging uh, and looked at where our listeners come from. And by a three-to-one margin outside the United States, it is the United Kingdom. Uh, for that reason alone, and do not take offense, especially the Irish. I think it's the Irish are coming after the old Zeusers. I think you, you've said on this podcast how you have Irish blood. How, how dare you? Listen, I'm not taking this too seriously. But uh, I think England has to be that team. Even though this whole thing going on with the bring it home, that feels a little grating. I don't know if it's a bit. It's, a, it's obviously a popular meme right now. I can see how that would rub people the wrong way. Bring it home. I mean, I've stopped. Well, they did invent the sport. I get it. Yeah. But I could see how it would rub others the wrong way. I've All stopped right. caring what other at the, after this series that I've been I've been on. I've stopped caring what other football fans think. I certainly don't care what soccer fans think. I am going England here. Yeah, I mean, you. It's worth saying in this country right now. You don't get to invent your own facts. England did invent the game, so right. I, they are bringing it home. If if that would happen, they would be bringing it home. I don't have any problem with that. Okay, so is that our choice? Did you find? Oh, Wes has pulled out the paperwork. Uh, do you have any corpo speak related to data while we're here? I have hope is not a strategy. I do not have anything on de- <laughs> hope is not. <laughs> hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. Pulling on different levels in the marketing funnel. Uh, going. What else? Got? Let's go through uh, these again see. just for fun. We are defying gravity. Uh-huh. Yes, we are. No silver bullets. Never is. Our daylight. We are running to daylight, and our daylight is football. I like that. Let's see. <laughs> Got too many notes. Um. All right. Last. Uh, last. Uh, last one. This from Mr. Peachy Penguin. What song would you attribute to your favorite teams? Uh, Mark, a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, if we had the rights to play these songs, we would. We probably do have the rights, but our. Our, our, our company is very litigious-minded, uh, and they expect others to be the same way toward us, so we cannot play anything. Uh, but what would it be, Mark? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going with where they are right now because you could, you could go very morbid over what's happened, but I go with ABBA's Take a Chance on Me. And I went and looked at the <laughs> lyrics. I heard this over vacation, and essentially, I'll, I'll get you through the chorus real quick, but it says, if you change your mind, I'm the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. Basically, like we get that we've screwed this fan base for two, two plus decades at this point. But if you go on, it says, we can go dancing. We can go walking as long as we're together. Listen to some music. This reminds me of Wes and Lakeisha a little bit. Maybe just talking, get to know you better. Because you know I've got so much that I want to do. When I dream, I'm alone with you. Alone with the team, alone with their fan or fans at this point. It's magic. You want me to leave it there, afraid of a love affair, but I think you know that I can't let go. I think it's a little push and pull. Where the fans, I, every Browns fan that I run into, and myself included, you keep saying, this is over. I'm done with this relationship. Right. And they keep inviting you back in, and you keep accepting the invitation. It's it's a little bit of a damaged relationship, but there's a chance that like maybe that. there's something there. That is well done. All right, and look. a good catchy song too. Great song, nice better than I. I go listen to it. I didn't. The lyrics alone don't. I like do Dancing justice. Queen. I don't have a deep ABBA fountain to. to Another good song too, but enjoy that one. I think you guys should have to sing these replies. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, these well, answers. my turn is over. So, Wes, you famously do not have a favorite team after leaving the Cincinnati Bengals several. Uh, decades ago. Uh, so where are you going? Well, I have some fly-by-night teams, but they don't last more than a year. So the only favorite team I've ever had is like the 1980s and early 90s Bengals. And I, I should make the song about that franchise. And I can't, like you said, we can't get one of the greatest songwriters in history, Carol King, to sing the song. I thought about Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis, mm-hmm. but there's one that's more perfect. And I can't get Carol King, but I can get someone else. And it's too late, baby, now it's too late But we really did try to make it Oh, wow Something inside has died Ah oh. And I just can't fake it No, no, no Wow How did you put that together? 
I simply texted our former producer, Sydney Carlson. I was going to say, isn't that the singer of This One's for John? It is. The wow. Singer and she sent me uh, several voice memos, and I, <laughs> Lindsay picked the best one. We're going to get Sydney fired. She's, she's working. I mean, she's got to be at work right now. And I just mean, play. this is not the first time that we've hit her up for a favor for the pod. What a voice. What a voice. Let's play that out. Let's play the show out with uh, Sid. Also, very fitting. It's, it's too, too late. late but something inside has died, and I just can't fake it. <laughs> so you're not speaking about Cincinnati as the organization. It's just your – My relationship yes, to yep. the Bengals. Even though we've famously – or I have for many years now, Wes, said that you will come back one day. You're saying it's too late. Listen to Sydney. She has uh, all the answers. <laughs> something has died. I'll go with uh, – and it's a little on the nose, but I don't care. I was back, uh, back east, and when you're back east and you're hanging out uh, with Keith Hanses and uh, – and we're throwing corn and, you know, watching the Yankees and we're, you know, hanging out uh, with my brother, Kevin, and my cousins. Danger. A lot of classic rock is playing. You know, Q104 might get in the mix, the New York classic <laughs> rock station. Uh, so you're going to hear uh, this song. And also my parents, um, shout out to Deb, uh, they're rewatching The Sopranos right now. They're nice. Going through it. And I w- ended up watching a few eps uh, with Deb and Keith. And uh, all that said, I'm going to go for the New York Jets. Uh, my favorite team, um, Don't Stop Believing, our journey. Because here we are. Or here we are again. We're all in now as a fan base. And um, uh, some lines from that. Strangers waiting up and down the boulevard. Their shadows searching in the night. Streetlights people. Does anybody know that was the line? Streetlights, comma, people? No, streetlights, people, comma, living just to find emotion, hiding somewhere in the night. Don't stop believing. Hold on to the feeling. Streetlights, people. So this goes out to all the fellow Jets fans out there, you streetlights, people. You're all (laughs) streetlights, people like me, just searching for the light. Don't stop believing. A call to arms, so to speak. Uh, yes, you can definitely say that. And I wish I had Sydney performing a Steve Perry hit because that <laughs> yeah, would that... be damn amazing. <laughs> but, Wes, uh, get some A-plus producing. well done. Um, so there you go. And, th- and thanks to everybody that submitted questions. If we didn't get to it, apologies. I uh, got enough to do three hours, but uh, that's because you guys are amazing. We'll be back on Thursday with, with another episode and, uh, and two more weeks. This week... And then next week will be uh, two a week shows. But then starting the last week of July, we're back to three times a week. And hopefully, hopefully more as we uh, uh, head toward the 2018 season, which I believe is our sixth together as a podcast. Yes. How fun. Don't forget this Thursday, our video show starts back up. Oh, yeah. The video show is back. And uh, and and so it will be a, a show that you can get. Uh, on NFL.com, and we'll tweet that out from our handles, from uh, from the uh, ATN handle. So make sure you check that out. And I have one more bit of housekeeping before I forget, and here it comes. Here it comes. I'm going to find it in my paperwork. So much paperwork. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> we need your help. Please go to www.podcastawards.com and nominate Around the NFL our podcast in the sports category. Simple, free to do. Go to www.podcastawards.com. Click listener nominations. Now open at the top of the page. Sign up. Go to the sports category. Nominate ATN. Let's win an award. Let's stuff the ballot bots. Let's get crooked, people. It's, I would say it's, this, it's summer. People are taking vacations. A lot of students are not in school. There's got to be a couple people out there that can vote 10 to 20,000 times. I, yes. I think everyone should use the hashtag, let's get crooked. Let's get crooked, baby. <laughs> let's let's stack this box. Let's get crooked. Just scratching our heads. How could this have happened? What do we win if we win? I don't know. A prize that will go to a former producer's mantle. <laughs> um, all right, we got to go. My my boss Sarah is already going to kill me because we went over an hour on a show in mid July. But that's we had a lot to catch up on. We're back, baby. Uh, until Thursday, this is Dan Hansen signing off for. Uh, the Quiet Storm, the Mailman, and Lindsay Fulton behind the glass. Listen to that. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.